0: Hello and welcome to Your Band Sucks at Business, a podcast on the business of running a band. My name is Malcolm Ownflood. I'm doing this episode solo today just because of how schedules have worked out. First off, this is episode 30 of the podcast, which is kind of wild. We're 30 episodes in without missing a week and just wanted to say how thankful we are for all of you listeners. We really appreciate it. It's pretty cool that we get to do this and that it's helping people. So thank you for listening. And there's going to be a lot more than just this. We're not stopping now. Just getting started. So this episode is going to be a little bit of a shorter one. When I do the solo episodes, I like to keep them short. It's less conversational. And what happened is a band reached out to me and said, we're releasing a single. What can we do aside from the usual just posting it on Facebook and hoping that something happens strategy, which I mean, that's not even a strategy. That's just something you're going to do anyways, right? But it's a good question. Because like, what else can we do? And there's obviously a million answers. And I sure don't want to give the idea that I know which ones will magically work versus not work. But it did get me thinking, how do people find their music? So how can we flip that question on its head from how do I get my music in front of people to how do I discover new music personally? And then we try and learn from that analysis. So I thought that'd be a fun episode. And let's give it a shot. If you wanted to be really clever, you could do a survey and ask this question to a lot of people. But for the purpose of this episode, I'm just going to do a little more anecdotal uh, look at how I personally discover music, because I think it's pretty similar to how a lot of people find music. And, you know, it's just easier for me to make a podcast episode on the fly with that. So how do I find my own music? And when I thought about that, it was actually pretty simple. There's only two ways that I generally find music. Number one, it appears in my life by chance, meaning on the radio, Spotify's algorithm. It's in like a movie soundtrack that I happen to be watching. Some cases, that's not really chance. And you might argue that maybe there's a like advertising campaign that got it onto that movie or who knows, right? But the point is, I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't trying to find new music. It just showed up. And, you know, like with Spotify, that's, that's probably a main one for me and probably a lot of other people is I go into Spotify and I search up a song I want to hear that I already know and I click play. And then sometimes it just turns on another artist after that song finishes. And a lot of the time I find music that way. I find something I like. I'm like, great. Okay. It just happened to catch my attention. And that's very different from a Facebook ad showing up saying to check this song out my expectations and mindset are totally in a different place. I'm not looking for music and nobody told me to check out this music. It just happened to play. So the main takeaway from this method of music discovery is that like recurring hard truth, your music has to be truly exceptional. Because if it's not great, then even if it does show up in front of me, like again on the soundtrack of a movie I'm watching, unless it connects with me, I'm not going to check it out. And despite having some time in front of me, you didn't gain a new fan. I think, honestly, there's a level where if your music isn't catching anybody, it's the music and you have, to, you have to look at that because some people do get some good exposure and it just doesn't click. So if it's not clicking, you have to do some self-analysis. Maybe you need to work on writing better songs. But number one, that's, that's how a lot of people find music, right? Just it shows up in their life. Not a lot of control we can do there. But that brings me to the second way I find music. And this is really what this episode's all about. The second way I find music is a much more controllable and thus more valuable to the Your Band Sucks It business audience uh, method that we call a referral network. For most people, this is just a fancy way of saying that they discover their music from friends and family. But this is extremely important because it's an advertising method that literally every major brand in the world is using these days. And we call it Social Proof. And it's been around for ages. Think about what you do when you find a good breakfast spot or you want to find a good breakfast spot. You Google it and start checking out reviews, right? So those reviews are Social Proof. If other people like it, maybe I will too. That's kind of what Social Proof is doing for us. Or think about when your hometown sports team has a good year. So out here on Vancouver Island, our like closest thing is the Vancouver Canucks hockey team. And when they have a good year, suddenly everyone else starts jumping on the team's bandwagon. And I am so guilty of this. I I don't watch hockey ever. But if the Canucks are having a good year, I'm stoked and I'm watching and I'm hoping that they win. So suddenly a tribe effect is taking place. People from here support this team because we're winners. And I'm from here. I want to be part of that, you know. In reality, the Canucks don't do that well. But that's another story. <laughs> so uh, this is something that can happen by chance. But... Definitely don't make any mistake that it is encouraged by marketing teams all over the world. MasterCard has a podcast right now because they can refer stories into, you know, like everybody is trying to build an audience, uh, like, you know, another form of social proof, how many followers you have on your Instagram that unfortunately does play in. It's not a major thing, but like these numbers just do add credibility. We do perceive credibility in what we see around a brand if somebody checks out your youtube video and it's got more plays they're more likely to watch it just an example this podcast actually participates in the strategy all the time when we ask for reviews and thank you so much for your itunes reviews by the way i just looked it up and we've got 65 star ratings on itunes thank you very much that's awesome Uh, but when you do that and people are looking through podcasts to check out and they see your band sucks at business and it's got 65 star ratings that does a lot for us people look at that and they think oh this must be pretty good i'll check it out right social proof got them through the door for us and aside from reviews we also always ask for you to share the podcast with your friends and bandmates and etc and we do this because if someone you trust and respect recommends something to you you are far more likely to check it out and appreciate it than if a stranger does or worse if the company itself does aka your band this actually ties into our networking episode episode two of the podcast that's a long time ago. If you listen to this podcast now by the way, and you haven't gone and checked out the back catalog, you really should there's some great stuff, especially early on. you know we're probably not as smooth at the podcasting game at that point, but the content was definitely good. I'd really liked the topics we started with, but yeah, episode two, which was called networking why it's really all who you know um, or all about I can't even remember what it's called, but anyways, it's about networking <laughs> and the idea of this uh Kind of referral social proof networking thing is that you're utilizing a warm lead. So if I pitch listening to this podcast to a total stranger, it's a cold pitch. So, AKA, I go on Instagram, find some band, and I'm like, hey, check out my music business podcast. And they've never heard about me or the podcast before. That's a cold pitch. And it's going to be kind of annoying because I'm just like, yeah, I'm annoying them. I just message them out of the blue without providing any value. And that person doesn't know me or trust me or my podcast. Now, say the same thing happens, but instead of me messaging them, it's a friend or one of their bandmates or a band they play with. Now it's a warm pitch, because since they trust and respect this person that contacted them, they are far more likely to transfer that trust and respect onto what is being presented to them. So, my friend likes this podcast, I should like this podcast too. That's kind of the tribe effect that happens. So how can we utilize this idea for releasing music? I've got a couple ideas, um, but the, this podcast is always trying to get you to think and apply it to your own situation. So this is by no means what you should do. It's just some ideas to get you started, and I hope that you apply this kind of concept onto your own releases and with whatever you're doing. But a couple ideas. Utilize your true fans to the full extent. So we've talked about true fans in the past, but true fans are the people that are always going to do what you ask of them always going to support you know your next release they're always going to buy the new t-shirt design they are the diehard core and they are your most valuable asset utilize them to get social proof started on social platforms so that could be doing a share this post kind of campaign like hey here's a new song share it and tag a friend that you think would like it now the key though is that you have to be super specific in what you ask of them for example if you just sent out Uh, an email to your list saying, hey, share our new song, but you didn't tell them which link to share for like which platform, it might not be very effective. Maybe half the people decide to share it on SoundCloud, but you really wanted to be building your Spotify audience. You kind of just missed an opportunity there. So be really clear and really strategic and really intentional with your directions. And if you don't have true fans yet, don't worry about that you probably have some good friends and family that will help you out with this. And that is like how everybody gets started. You know, the early adopters are usually your best friends and then hopefully you convert more and more people into true fans. Another idea is share contests. You used to see this with concert tickets a lot. So let's use that as an example. You offer free VIP tickets and a piece of merchandise to a contest winner in exchange for them sharing the concert event on their page and like tagging three friends or something. We used to do this with Dander Rascals all the time. And it was great because, boom, you've got their friends seeing it on their wall because they posted it. They shared the post onto their own wall, right? But then they also tagged three people who are definitely going to now get a notification and probably click to see what their little notification was about, check out the event, see the contest. Maybe they'll share and take some friends as well. And that creates a kind of viral thing going on. So what this is doing is now instead of you pitching it to people, your fans are pitching it to their friends which again it's that peer-to-peer social proof people like this like this music maybe i should too kind of thing going on which is really valuable because like like i said these are literally the only two ways i find my music either it shows up by chance in my life and i'm like oh i gotta check this out because i like what i'm hearing or somebody i respect shows it to me like that happens all the time i'm working with bands in the studio or I'm mixing the band and they're like, hey, this is kind of like what we're aiming for. And they send me a reference track, And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Cool. I never would have checked out this band otherwise. We're trying to create things like that, maybe a little more broad than that, but that's kind of the goal. So that's kind of an idea for like, you know, concert tickets, but you can figure out how to apply that to music releases or tour announcements, whatever, right? You just got to look at it through that lens. And the I really like the share kind of style because it has the ability to go viral is really cool. And radio stations are really good at this kind of stuff. It, I was just thinking about this when I was doing the outline, but there's a local radio station here. Shout out to the Zone 91.3. Great rock station. And they they have contests going like every day. But you know what they're getting is people sharing their, their platforms or they're getting emails, building their list that way. They're always trading prizes in exchange for more brand awareness and marketing tools and stuff like that and if you want to uh kind of get a case study i would totally suggest listening to your radio for a week and seeing what kind of contests are running and how they're getting people to interact with their uh stations well station and also social platforms so you see a lot of uh radio djs these days posting on their personal wall even in regards to their show so definitely definitely on the lookout for that kind of stuff you can learn a lot and take that and apply it to your band the trick is taking this information and trying to put the lens of whatever you're trying to promote onto it so how do you use social proof to market a new release a new music video tour announcement i strongly encourage you to grab a pen and paper and just kind of brainstorm this and try and get some ideas going but it it's really worth doing i don't i don't think we ever did a good release for Band of Rascals without uh, writing in it to share it, you know, and like we weren't even doing a good job at it. We would just say, like, share this post or something, you know, really blunt like that. But just by doing that, you're going to get more than if you don't encourage people to share it. And sharing was our form of growth, especially at the beginning. I hope that after listening to this episode, you start noticing social proof in other areas and other industries and even other bands, hopefully. Because the more you recognize it, the easier it will become to apply. And it it really is a cool way to go about it because it's really organic. It is just human nature that we like things our friends like. So we have to try and use that to our advantage as much as possible. And put things out there in a way that encourages people to engage and share and spread it and network and network and ratchet and ratchet. So... I hope this was valuable. It is a very short episode, probably the shortest we've ever done. But thank you so much for listening. And as always, we will see you next week. If you appreciate the content we make here and would like to support the podcast, there are two things you can do to help us. First off, share this podcast on your social media and tag your music and creative business friends in it. As we just discussed, social proof and word of mouth are the primary ways for us to grow. And we really appreciate and love seeing your posts. So, you know, we're taking... This is something we do all the time, really. (laughs) And then the second way you can support the podcast is by signing up to be a member of our Patreon team. You get some sweet perks on there, as well as a shout out on the podcast. And on that note, here is this week's list of Patreon shout outs. We got Graham Keane of Carmana, who just released uh, a new music video a little while ago, which was pretty cool. Definitely check that out. And new music in general. Carmana's is great. And then we got Chris Erickson, our podcast editor. Thanks, Chris. Uh, and the musician scove and then we got bernard of the enrons lucas of vogue villains grady of leather apron revival ryan of venom and spirit and kevin of supreme remedy and last but not least evan miller of the wild romantics thank you all for supporting the podcast and we will be back for an episode with marcus and i next week thanks as always bye What's up, everyone? This is Malcolm Onflood here, one of the hosts of your band Sucks At Business. If you've been listening to this for a while, you may be aware that we haven't done a new episode in quite a while. Stay tuned. I'm sure there will be more coming. But for right now, I wanted to give you an update on where Marcus and I are at and where you can find us and find out what we're doing right now. So currently, I'm over at the Self-Recording Band Podcast, which is another one of my podcasts that I co-host. And if you are into doing DIY recordings with your music or your band's music, you absolutely got to check that podcast out. But in addition, I'm also doing some YouTube content and pushing that really hard right now. So I ask you to please go check out my YouTube channel. You can find me under my name, Malcolm Owen Flood, M-A-L-C-O-M-O-W-E-N-F-L-O-O-D. You'll find me, and I'm doing tons of fun stuff over there. I'd love to have you come visit me on YouTube, and please do give me a subscribe. That is super appreciated. And now for Marcus, he is just killing it right now. He's been touring pretty much all over the world, with current Swell and Luca Fogali and some other folks. He's just absolutely killing it. And he's got his own website up, marcusmanhas.com, and you can go find his kind of touring sessions playback stuff all up on there totally encourage you to go connect with him and again thanks for listening to the your Band sucks at business podcast it is so appreciated and i'm super glad that these episodes are helping people out there don't be a stranger do reach out to us we'd love to hear from you uh instagram's probably the best place to find marcus or myself so connect with us there we'd love love to hear from you and yeah enjoy the episode thanks